Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or visit their website at greyhoundpp.com.au. We hope that you enjoy this episode and thanks to everyone for your support in promoting our wonderful industry. Tell me firstly, what what is your involvement? Um, what is your involvement in greyhound racing, and how did you, you know, being a jockey, how do you get involved in greyhound racing? <laughs> right, so it started for well, I've always loved greyhounds. Like um, my dad always owned greyhounds and stuff. So like when we're when I'm from England originally, so um, yeah, dad owned greyhounds there, and we went to like he had one race at Shelbourne Park, went over there in the Derby final, which was like pretty exciting. Um, then never really had much to do with them since I moved over here. And then there was a Hall of Fame night, and I got uh, sat on the table with um, Linda Britton and Chris Holes and um, got talking to them. And as you do on them sort of nights, we a few drinks down, and Linda said, come out and pick a pup. So, you know, at the time, like, yeah, 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 we'll do that. And then sort of, you know, about a, oh, three weeks later, me, Brad Parnham, and his partner, Sarah, we actually went down and, um, to Linda's and yeah that's when we picked out the the pup and which turned out to be Kiss Me Linda. Yeah nice pretty um pretty nice pick considering you'd never um sort of picked one before pretty handy. Yeah well we we wanted a bitch so that narrowed it down to three um and then there was one there that we thought was a bit small and then Linda was pretty keen to keep the other one which was the Lux model um which didn't she actually got injured so she didn't go on to do much so it, it got narrowed down pretty easy for us, but yeah, Linda was the one that we liked. Which um, yeah, we were. It's it's easy when all three of us went down and agreed that that was the one we liked. So that was really good. <laughs> and um, yeah, just looking at her her stats, you know, nineteen wins from eighty five starts, and she cracked over one hundred fifty thousand in prize money. That that's not bad for your first ever dog. Oh no, she was a little superstar. Um, it was one of them things with her. There was never any big raps on her. She went to the breakers, and yeah, she went well and then sort of you know go to the trials and like we would we you know we would drive Halsey mad and Luke we'd go and watch <laughs> her trial and Linda was kind enough to um when the, at that time Western Augie had just won the uh, national championships and uh, they put the rug on her for us and she trialed and you know like it was just exciting it was something different yep. for us and we just got out and you know have a few drinks at trials or whatever and got on real good with Halsey and Luke so um yeah, she just chipped away. There was never any raps on her, and she just kept getting better. And they kept saying, "Oh, the litter mates are better." Rah, rah. And then, yeah, she did what she did, and like even like you know, she ran second in the Oaks, and then like she, she just to make them two Perth Cup finals. That was like real. I mean, we knew she could never realistically win a Perth Cup, but yep. to have your first dog race for two years and have two cracks at a Perth Cup final is pretty pretty handy. Yeah, sure. How, what was that? Um... What was that first win like? So she only took three starts to crack a maiden at Cannington. How um how was that feeling? How is that? I suppose how does that differ from you know winning as a jockey? Is it a sort of bit different feeling because you know you've got no control over the dog? It's it's not like you know <laughs> you're steering yeah. them home. You're just sort of cheering them home. How was that feeling? Oh, it's brilliant. I mean, the first day we was a, I mean 
it didn't, you know, we know racing. I mean, she started favourite at first start and everyone, like all of the jocks, everyone went out to watch her, you know, the pressure <laughs> on that poor dog. Um, and, you know, but it was it was really good. The, that time she won, it was just, yeah, really exciting. And uh, it's just a different sort of us for us sort of thing. And yeah. we go out there, we have a good time. And, yeah, it, it's perfect. It's a Wednesday night and we have races in town on a Wednesday. So we head straight from races Head head there and yeah, go from there. It's really good. What um what do your other um you know fellow jockey mates think of uh, getting involved in a greyhound? What what were their initial thoughts? Well, it's funny you say it because originally there was meant to be a heap of us in it. We were all sort of going to have five percent each, and then as it always go, everyone's keen until sort of the money's actually got to come up. And then um, what happened was there was thirty percent left still in her and. I said, we were at Pinjarra and I said to Brad Parnham, he's my best mate, I said, mate, I said, we'll take $1,000 to the casino tonight. I said, <laughs> and we'll try and win the, the amount that we, because we paid 15000 for Kiss Me Linda. I said, and we'll try and win the 30%. I said, and if we win that, we'll, we'll me and you will take the rest. He said, yep. So we went to the casino, we won that money and then bang. So the dog owed us nothing, she owed us nothing straight away and then just went on to win even more money for us and, have an even better time yeah nice now obviously linda Britton has got something to do with the the meaning behind the name what um how did you come up with kiss me linda linda told us she's never had any dog that gets named after her is never any good <laughs> so uh, she said any dog and even to this day it spews her she's got i've just started um i've just literally i've just taken up training and she's got a couple of horses with me now and she wants she's desperate to call one something after me because she wants to get her own back. Um, you know, everyone talks, oh, what did you call it Kiss Me Linda for? Oh, it's pretty obvious. There's only one Linda, we all know. So, um, yeah, stirs her up and like, it's good banter between us all. And, um, like, there's a there's a racehorse that um, Chris Holes has actually bought a share and we call it Holsey because it's a big, fat, lazy thing and it just cruises around all day long. And then... As soon as you put a set of blinkers on it, it's a different horse. It's had two starts for a second and a win. Um, yep. And I, that's what I said to him. I said, man, that's all you need, a set of blinkers. It's just like Holsey. Race day, he switches on. But through the week, he's, he's out fishing, doing not much. Well, Chris wears glasses, so that's sort of similar to blinkers, I suppose. Yeah, that's it, exactly. So, um, <laughs> no, but it's it's been good because, like I say, just made some good friends through the race, the ground racing as well. Um so it's yeah, it's it's really we enjoy it. It's just a different outlet, and um, even the other night we had another one go round. Um, Esperance King, who's named after our good mate Shane Kirkup, and um, it, it's had one start for one win as well. So yeah, it's the same syndicates. So everyone, yeah, we've had a fair bit of luck with the racing, so it's been good. Yeah, nice. Now, Kiss Me Linda um, had a litter of seven to Mapunga Blazer, who's starting to you know throw some some real nice dogs at uh, at start. How are they? How are they going? Yeah, really good. They're sort of seven months old now. Um, I, I've, I've bred them myself. So how that come about is we were sort of wondering what we were going to do with Linda at the end of at the end of our racing career. And Linda said to us, she said, you'll be mad if you don't breed from her. And I said, oh, you know, like we haven't done that before. Um, I've bred a litter of, a litter of border collies, but obviously breeding the greyhounds are completely different. So we give it a go and um, Luke actually was strong on Mapunga Blazer. He said, go Mapunga Blazer. And that line worked out, look, touch wood, that cross seems to have worked. Um, that dog I just mentioned, Esperance King, it's 
it, it's got the same cross and there's a couple over in Melbourne that Angela's got a blazing times or something like that. There's a couple over there that are winning. Um, yep. And the litter here, the ones that are here seems to go pretty well. So, um, yeah, hopefully that cross has worked. And what I've done is I've sold um, 50% in a few of them to friends and people around. Um, but I wanted to sort of keep most of them because, yeah, I'm, I love them. They're, I'm too soft. The idea was we, <laughs> we sell them all and just keep a couple. But, Jesus, you try picking, how do you pick, you know? Yeah. So, I said no. We're so I've sold fifty percent to a few people I know, but yeah, I wanted to keep half a share in them. So that's what I've done. Yep. How um, I'm just like you know, it it just racks my brain as to think you know that you made the decision to breed them yourself with you know, like you said, just bought a collie experience. How did that whole process go? Like, was it was it a smooth um, whelping? Like, where did you? you obviously must have been calm because you've never done it before and yeah i just i can't fathom it i'd i'd be a nervous wreck if it was me <laughs> yeah probably very lucky that linda the, the she's such a beautiful bitch she's such she's like i mean she lives in the house i mean she's like you know the everyone loved her at the kennel she's very easy bitch to do everything with so that obviously makes life a lot easier for me yep and um, and also, I know I can pick up the phone anytime. I can speak to Chris, speak to Linda, speak to Luke. You know, if I need anything, I know they're only a phone call away, so that always helps. But, I mean, I'm pretty well known for doing stupid things like that. I mean, who would, you know, I'm a jockey, just started training racehorses, and now I'm breeding greyhounds, you know. Um, so, I mean, and I'm sort of getting more involved in it as well. I've just put her back into pup. She's gone, hopefully she's taken to West on Augie because yep. – um, so that, and then I've got another bitch. Um, me and Linda purchased called Webleck Bloom. We raced her over here. That oh, night, pretty, yes, pretty yep. good. So we bought her to breed with, um, and Holsey finally got one right. He tipped us in. He said, "Make sure you back her a first start." And she won at seven to one. So um, <laughs> she's she's and she's again very kind bitch, brilliant breeding lines. Um, so we'll as soon as she comes in the season now, she's going to go into pup. So. Um, yeah, that, but I'll, I'll keep it to the two and because I, everyone I speak to says don't get too many and yep. I, I mean, look, they probably, to be honest, I'll probably spoil them too much, but they get the best of everything <laughs> and I want to, because if I want to look back and if they're no good, I don't want to say, oh, maybe I should have done this or maybe I should have yep. done that, you know, so, yep. um, yeah, no, I'm, yeah, full on into it, so. Um, no, it's brilliant. Yeah, nice. So other than the, the one you got racing now, Esperance King, do you have any others that are, are almost ready to hit the track yet or are you just concentrating on your, your puppies? No, I've got, I think all up, including the pups, I think I've got shares in about 17. Holy um, hell. Yeah, I oh, know. Yeah, no, I, I do. I love it. Um, I've got four, I've got four Dubliner pups that um, are going to hit the down after the breakers soon. Um I've got a Kimoni that I own with Linda, Kimoni Bitch. It's a half to West on uh, Bray. He's obviously a pretty smart dog. Yep. Um, I've got a Fernando Bale, a couple of Barsha Bales. Yeah, so there's a yeah, there's plenty of um, – they're all a lot younger. They're sort of just up trialling now. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's good. Yeah, nice. So you, um, you've obviously got experience whelping now. What's sort of your ambition? Do you want to – uh, do you know, you're obviously training racehorses, but do you think you could be a greyhound trainer one day? I wouldn't want to train them um, I, because I believe you, you do what you know. Um, although I don't know a lot about the breeding, I can call upon people, whereas I think if you're training 
Um, yeah, I, I, I don't get me wrong. I'd enjoy it. I, I believe I'd enjoy it. But I, I love playing around. Like you know, we've got the the pups on the drag lure and doing things like that. And yep. but I don't need to train. I've got you know, I can send them to Chris and I keep on to Luke to get his trainer's license. And I said to him <laughs> he can train some and. Um, you know, even just going to the track now, I've got Paul Stewart and one of the horses that I've bought. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, yep. so, you know, like, there's there's so many good trainers. Why, you know, why do some of you don't really know? And yep. I, I, I'm a believer you, you've you got to be 100% committed to it. And, it, it, you know, it always shows in your results. So I, I wouldn't be able to give it 100% if I'm, I don't know, I know that. It just even doing the rearing with them, sort of, because, you know, when you rear them, okay, you've got to do things with them every day, but not to the extent of, then take them to the races and then get home and check them fully over. Um, I just know I wouldn't be able to do it 100%. So I'm happy sticking with breeding a few litters and, yeah, send them to the people that know what they're doing. So, well, Chris Halsey tells me he knows what he's doing, but (laughs) I I don't know. We think we know it's all Linda, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, you know, obviously, like you just said, you've got some amazing people that you've um, connected with. What are some of the, you know, sort of the key things that they've taught you about, you know, whether you're an owner or a breeder or a rarer, what, um, you know, what are some of the key things that they've taught you, you know, to be successful? Because, you know, it is a hard uh, industry, especially in WA. It it's just seems to be getting more competitive by the day and, you know, hard, harder and harder to win a race. So what are some of the key things that they've taught you so far? Breed quality. Don't mess around with crap. Yeah, it's pretty blunt. Like Linda, Linda's real strict on like what we like. That's why she was. We picked out Weblek Bloom because of that that quality breed line. Um, yep. And she said, "Don't waste your time with you know." Okay, there's always that one story. Don't get me wrong, where someone's bought a dog or bred a litter, and one turns out to be a freak. But yeah. like you just said, then it's so competitive here now. Like the the and so it should be because the money's fantastic. It is. The money and the money yeah. in this game is unbelievable. Like, yeah. you know, even the West Chase, like, I think that dog the other night for us picked up five and a half thousand, you know, and, like, don't get me wrong, it's not for the money about for us, but it's good that for us that, like, that dog is paid for itself now. Yeah. So we not everyone's had a good time, and it's all just full enjoyment. And, yeah. you know, like, we're probably pretty good owners to have because we just, we understand what it's like with them. Um, with, with racehorses, you know, like I'll give you a prime example. Um, when Kiss Me Linda raced, um, Linda rang me. She said, right, I think she's had enough. I said, right, beautiful. I said, can you give her one more start? I said, and then well, so we can all come to the track um, and watch her for her last start. Yep, no worries. She won her last start. Now, as you know, most people that that dog would win a, uh, the bigger race on the Saturday night would then con- continue to race. But um, we're all of the opinion that, you look after the, the bitch first or the animal first. So yep. as soon as she won that race, it was like, bang, retired. And that many people said, just, well, what are you doing? Well, yeah. no, that was the plan. And she comes, she's done a brilliant job for us. So many people, you see them, they push on and end up breaking down or yep. things go wrong. Um, you know, so, yeah, we're, like even with the other dogs I've got with Chris and Linda, that, like, they're good, they keep you updated with the trials. And oh, we always say, don't, you're in no rush, you know, like just yep. take your time sort of thing if it, if it takes – because from a horse point of view, everything takes so long. You yeah. know, like these like these Mapunga Blazers I've bred, they're seven months old already. They go to the breakers when they're 12 months. Well, a racehorse, 
yeah, you're not, they're not seeing the breaker to that a yearling, then two year old, and they go shin sore, and then, yeah, and you've only got one of them. I've got seven of them out the same bit. So it's, yep. um, <laughs> yeah, but a lot of it is, I, I, it's just breed quality. I just try and deal with quality animals because, um, yeah, like, I mean, like I said, you raise a good point. It's very competitive here. You see that now, even since we've been here, you can see it. And, um, but if you can breed some quality animals, there's some, bloody good prize money up for grabs yeah for sure and that's a good point that um you made about the fact that you know you retired her after that last win because you know i i think um you know i always and i said this to him when i interviewed him lucky carabit sarkos after hardstyle rico won the melbourne cup last year he said i said it he said i had it planned out and i said right if this dog can crack the melbourne cup i will retire him after that start no matter what and he said the amount of people that said to me no keep him going keep and he said you know i just stuck to my decision and retired him and i said mate honestly you know credit to you because a lot of people i think would have probably got a little bit overexcited and said oh no now that i've won that i'm going to keep going but i think it's really important because you know linda would know a lot about this too you like a sire to be sort of young and still in their prime not tired and broken down and worn out um and i think that comes back to what you said about the quality breeding and i think that's something really important that people need to look for i think both in the bitch and the sire um yeah so yeah no, well, that, that's what I'm saying. And it's the same with racehorses. They, they get retired earlier sometimes, you know, and people, it's like, oh, you wish from a, if you did, just from a watching them, you'd love to see them race on, but from a future career, like at start or whatever, it's, yeah. it, it is good to sort of see them, you know, like it gives them a chance to make it at start, which is obviously important. And that's, we always had in the back of the mind, we were going to breed a few litters from her. So we wanted to give her every chance. Yep. Now, have you got right into sort of the breeding side? Don't ask me about out crosses and in crosses and all that because I've honestly got no idea. I just type them into Greyhound data and away I go. But have you started to sort of get into all that side of it? I suppose, you know, you would be used to it from a horse racing perspective. Have you started to sort of divulge into how all that, you know, technical breeding side of it works that i still got no idea about? <laughs> I have, but like I say as well, like I have, uh, I like to just have a look at it all, but I really rely on people, like I'm very lucky, I can call Linda, I speak to Luke, like there's a lot of people, you know, and say, well, you know, what do you think about this? And they'll say yes, no, or go this way, go that way, and I know they're going to steer me in the right direction. Yeah. Um, so it's something I don't have to worry about too much, um, and I can, yeah, just enjoy it. But I do like, you know, we always want to learn, and it is interesting to sort of, sort of see what's going on and um how different sires work and like that's why i went to western augie because i i mean look don't worry, you can go to fernando bow and obviously he's an absolute star but the the certain crosses that work even like with this um the mapunga blazer Times square litter that has worked and obviously that's a re- works with kiss me linda as well hopefully so um yeah i just rely on them for that as such and yeah, just try and listen to what they say and take it in. Yep. I think that um, reiterates the point that pretty much every single person I interview makes that surround yourself with the right people and if you don't know something, you know, um, I, you know, I drill it into people. I go, listen, don't, you know, take a punt and see if something, you know, then end up, you know, making a mistake or doing something wrong. There's always people out there willing to help you. So you need to make sure you surround yourself with the right people. And, you know, you obviously are a prime example of that coming into the sport quite new from from horse racing. 
Oh no, no, definitely. And but it, it's it's the same. Like when um, we went to we went to the sales a couple of years ago, like that horse I mentioned that Chris and Linda have got a share in. And um, you know, Chris was like, well, "What do you look for in a horse?" And I said, "Well, let's go and have a look." You know, so we went around and we looked at some horses, and you know, like I, that's why I rely on them to you know to to for that because I can hopefully steer them in the right direction with the horses and they steer me in the right direction with the dogs. Yep. It isn't it amazing and you know just looking at Maitland tonight um the dog that Daryl Thomas trains for I think it's Brett Navdala, Tommy Berry, who else was they rattling off Jason Collette, Winona Cosson. Like seriously, how many jockeys are getting involved in dog racing now? It's unbelievable. Yeah, I tell you I tell you a big thing a lot of people like about it and we found it's is cheap. It's a, is a, is a <laughs> yeah, it's good fun and yeah, but the 50/50 deals, right? Are unbelievable. Yeah. I tell you why because We've had trotters before, right? We've and they've all won on Friday nights. It's been successful, no doubt about that. But chasing people up for like a silly, like a tiny amount of a bill and stuff like that, it just becomes a bit painful. Yeah. Whereas with this, I love it. Everyone puts their money in to begin with, and then it's it's done. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's easy. Then all it is from there is good fun. It's just everyone has, you know, you go to the track, win, lose or draw. You go out, you have a feed, you have a laugh. Um, you know, if they get beat, we make sure we let Luke know about it. It's always his fault. So um, <laughs> you're referring you know, to Luke Townsend, I presume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's him. Yeah. So you know, if it, if someone gets beat, we always blame him. Um, so you know, but it's it's just a bit of banter, you know, um, and that's what that's what we like about it. So um, yeah, I I believe that's a big win for the. For greyhounds, the fifty-fifty deals. I think that's a. Uh, I, I, the, the problem with greyhounds is uh, you'd be amazed the amount of people that do not know how to get involved with greyhound racing. I right. tell you, yeah. it's scary because like I've I've sold these some of these pups to friends and they've rung me up and they have no idea how to get involved, like yeah. zero. And yeah. unless you, even for us, like we wouldn't have got involved unless it was at night that we happened to get talking to Linda at that at the Hall of Fame, um, because. Yeah, it's a very sort of in-house, I don't know, it's a strange horse racing, I mean, you'd see it, I mean, there's promotions all the yeah. time, buy 5% in this syndication, 10% in this one, but the greyhounds, I don't know why, It's it's there's not, um, whether people just breed them and rear them themselves and keep, like, well, like I have with the Mapunga Blazer pups, um, yeah, it's a shame because I think you could get a lot more people involved. Oh, the amount of people that say to me, they go, right, well, how much does it cost a week? And I went... Or nothing, and they're like, "What do you mean?" And I said, "Well, you just split the prize money fifty-fifty, and they're like, "So the dog races for free?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, pretty much." I said, "Most of the conditions, you know, that I've been involved in this fifty-fifty split is any sort of, you know, vet bills, blood tests, etc." And they're like, yep. "Oh my god, that's amazing!" They're like, "We're paying a hundred, hundred and fifty bucks a week for." A, you know, ten percent share in a horse. I said, yeah, I know. I said this would yeah. be more than a ten percent share, you know. And they're like, oh my god. But you're right. I think there's that sort of gap between, you know, um, if you're in the industry or you have a family member in the industry, I think it's quite easy. But if you're yeah. sort of just on the outside with no family or no previous experience, there's definitely that gap there. Um, and now with all the sort of murky waters around how syndications are going to work, I think it's from the first of January. There's possibly new 
rules and regulations coming in. I think that's sort of made things a bit more grey, but hopefully we get some, you know, clarification on that and um then you know the because the syndicators do a great job you know it it's um it's a lot of work when you're sort of you know managing that many people and you know some of them managing a lot of dogs at once so hopefully they don't get um sort of you know um driven out of the game but yeah i think you're right i think there's definitely an avenue there for um whether it's the governing bodies or greyhound clubs australia or whoever just to you know make it a bit bit easier for people to get involved because it's great the jockeys are involved i think it's amazing yeah no it's good and but even even with us being involved it's amazing how many people now have bought shares in dogs just because they're like, oh yeah so how did you do that and then you say well you know this is how we sort of done it and then yeah. they get involved and like you say the like don't get me wrong obviously if you find a fast race or surprise money is unbelievable but yeah. it is that cost as well so um yeah this is just a good outlet for us to have a bit of fun and yeah we love it now, just quickly touching on your, your horse training, how long have you been? Is it a couple of weeks ago you had your first starter or last week? Yeah, I've literally just started um, two weeks ago. Um, the weight got the better of me. I got sick of sitting in the sauna and bath <laughs> and spa and stuff like that. And it's something I've always wanted to do. So, yep. um, yeah, so I've, I've, I've got a 100-acre property there that I'm training oh, wow. from. Um, it's all set up and yep. going. it's going good. So, yeah, just... Um, in the next couple of weeks, I'll just start chasing up more horses and, yeah, just continue to grow the business from there. I guess one good thing is the horses, all most of the time they're on during the day and the dogs are at night, so you can sort of, um, you know, <laughs> switch between both of them. Yeah, no, it's it's good. It, it, it definitely is. And, um, yeah, like I say, I, I, love the, I love the animal themselves. Even, like I say, dealing with the greyhounds, it's, it's just something a bit different. But horses is something I've always loved and... Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to training them. And, yeah, like I say, it's been brilliant that the few of the Greyhound people have got involved straight away, which was a pleasant surprise, really. Yep. Well, yeah, well, that's what I mean. It, it'll sort of work both ways, I think. You know, I, I know some people have said to me, oh, you know, Brett and Abdullah such and such in this thing. You know, I might try and get a horse that they ride or whatever. And, yeah, I think it's really good that it might sort of work both ways now. Like, you know, jockeys and horse people will come over to the dogs and then we'll go over. Not me because I've got no money, but, you know... <laughs> Oh, don't worry about that. You worry about paying the bills after. Just hope they're fast. Are oh, you kidding, aren't you? I don't like uh, a tone. No, what a, a, a bit of a hoof or something, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, well, that's all right. You can own a strand of tail, so that's all right. Uh, so when we were talking before about, you know, the 50% arrangement with dogs and the fact that so many people don't know about it, I even have people coming up you know, to me at work and saying, how do I get involved in a dog? How much are they going to cost me, blah, blah, blah. And I explain that to them and they go, so what, it doesn't cost me anything a week? And I'm like, no, unless there's a sort of a major vet bill or some large expense. I said, no, you just split the prize money 50-50 and they basically turn around and say, how do I get involved? But you've got an interesting concept for your training business. You want to take that 50-50 split into horse racing, which is something I've never, ever heard of before. <laughs> Yeah, no, I do to start with, yeah, because I think it's good to get people involved and um, I think it gives a win for everyone because it gives me the opportunity to train for people and people to dip that time in the water and enjoy it. Um, there's an English online sale coming up soon and what I'm going to do is I'll purchase a couple of horses from there like I did this time and then I'm going to give people the opportunity to come into them and do the 50-50 deal because I think, um, yeah, it, and it gives younger people a chance to get involved because... Um, and not have that on, big ongoing cost every month. I, I think that's what 
like we've enjoyed it with the dogs. So yep. my idea is, I mean, it's a, I know a lot of people would be against it. And of course it's not, you know, I'm starting a new business. So I want to try and get people involved. So that's my idea. I'm going to purchase a couple of horses and then I'm going to do the 50, 50 deal with people. And I think it'll be a win from the fact that it hopefully not just greyhound people that have done it before, but other people will think, well, that's actually not a bad idea. We'll have a bit of fun with this. And, it's the initial outlay and then it's not them ongoing. They're not getting a bill from me every month. Um, yep. And hopefully we can go to the races and, and have a good time with that. So, like, if anyone wanted to do something like that, they can get in touch with you or if they give me a phone call or text message on 0477-979-232 or hit me up on Twitter, um, they'll find me there. Um, yeah, we're just about to get the Facebook page and the website up and going in the next week. But yep. like, I'll answer the phone at any time. And, yeah, if anyone's interested, I'd be more than keen to do something like that. It'd be a great idea for, you know, say four or five mates to get together, you know, talking completely hypothetically, say it was 5000 for the share. That's a 1000 bucks each. They own a share in a racehorse and then they get all those benefits that everybody loves about owning a racehorse without the ongoing costs. Yeah, exactly, and and the idea is to go to. Um, we've had success with the online sale before, and the key is to go there. And you're at the races within three weeks. We're not looking at buying. Like, don't get me wrong. I'll be going to the Magic Million sale in February over here to buy horses, but you know that's a long term sort of investment. Whereas yep. we're looking here to sort of purchase horses and get them up and going early, and people can, if they're in WA, can come to the races and watch or. Even better, if they're over on the East Coast, they can pop to the pub on a Thursday or a Wednesday and um, and sit around with their mates and have a few drinks at the pub and hopefully cheer their horse home. Yeah, nice. And hopefully if the border's open there one day, they can get <laughs> get across. Oh, yeah. There's more chance of me training the winner for them before the border's open. I'll give you the tip. <laughs> well, they lost the ashes today. I was like, if that's telling you you're not doing something wrong, then seriously... <laughs> Exactly right, but um, no, I'm keen, and I think it just gives young people, like you say, a few mates can get together, and it's not a massive outlay, yep. and and I'm I'm in it to sort of ha- to be successful and to get new people involved, and then what I'm hoping is that then they we have a bit of luck and then everyone reinvests and we can just continue to grow a partnership from there, really. Yep. Oh, and look, like we were saying before, the, you know, the experience of it, if you go there and you go, my God, like I own a share in this horse, the horse has just won, we're going into the winner's room, you know, we're getting a sash and all of that, like there would just, you know, for me, I've never owned a share in a racehorse, but that would just be like the ultimate feeling because, you know, and obviously the prize money and everything's different, but there's sort of nothing like that in dog racing. So I think to have that opportunity without the ongoing costs, um, yeah, it'd just be really exciting. Yeah, no, well, like I say, that's my idea and we're putting it out there and hopefully people get involved and take advantage of it because, yeah, it's not a, no, you're not going to find sort of things like that out there very easily. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the, that's the plan. Get young or anyone involved really. Um, I will get Gary Weston involved in a racehorse one day. That is my (laughs) aim in life. (laughs) There you go. He's put the challenge out to you, Gary. (laughs) You've been listening to the Greyhound Girl Podcasts with Dimity Ma, proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or their website, greyhoundpp.com.au.